Thank you to everybody for sending your well wishes and good thoughts and prayers and whatnot to Sadie the Beagle, who went through her surgery like a champ. She is a little banged up. She... (laughs) In multiple areas. So her front paw, which I feel like is an an important paw. um, Well, they're all important. If you only got four. Well, they're they're all all, important. They all have 25% of importance. (laughs) It's true. So they were able to get more than they thought of the tumor that was on her leg. And um, they. I feel like we, I don't think we should call it a tumor because that's such a scary word. Well, we don't know. They said, do you want to send it away for testing? Yeah. So I said yes. But they said it it appears to just be like a fatty mass. They don't know. Oh. But it's not like something that will go into her bloodstream and stuff like that. Like it is just, it's contained to that. Got it. Okay. Um, so. It's still, I hate that word tumor. I know. Um, so she has that on her leg and. Gone. Had it. Past tense. Gone. Gone. So they cut that off. So on the top of her head, she had like a little skin tag. So they removed that. Gone. Top of her head. Gone. <laughs> That's gone. And then, so I guess they put like the little tube in their mouth, like for oxygen when they're doing, you know, when they're putting them under or whatever. And when they were, uh, they the vet called mid-surgery and said, hey, Sadie has a back tooth that I think is going to start to cause her pain because they were also cleaning her teeth. Gone. We, tooth we gone. <laughs> so that's gone. Fatty deposit gone. Skin tag <laughs> gone. Back tooth gone. And then when they were taking out the tube out of her mouth after her surgery, uh, one or two of her little bottom front teeth also fell out. Gone. So, <laughs> or she looks like she got into a street fight with a cat, but- uh, <laughs> Other than that, she did really There's well. There's so much gone on her. I wish we weighed her before and after. <laughs> gone. Do you think she's like, hey, you guys, that is not fair to call me fat. I have a tumor and it weighs a pound. Yeah. So you need to minus one pound off of me. I um, Cut me some slack. I people. did get a, a little, I got kind of, um, I don't know, sad. Sad's not the right word, but I just like a little bit of my soul hurt. Because Sadie, especially in in contrast to to Lily, Sadie just loves the vet. She has really no issues. Well, there's treats in there, and they give her scratches. Yeah, she gets treats, and all the humans in there love on her. And she sometimes she gets to see cats, and she loves cats. And it's just she's she waltzes it. She's a fan, dances. She's like, here I am. And so when the technician at our vet. Um, they're still doing the thing where you can drive up mm-hmm. and call and they'll come get them, which I think is great, especially having the baby in the backseat. Yes. So when the technician came out and got Sadie and was walking her into the building, I saw her doing her little happy prance. And I thought, this isn't just your typical nail trim that you get from time to time. Yeah. This is going to be terrible. And I hope you don't lose your prance. I know. Yeah, we were ahead. both kind of emotional. Did you cry when you dropped her off? No, but I got like my soul hurt. It made me sad. Because Sadie's your best buddy. You and Sadie have been through a lot. Yeah, but I, we've both had teeth removed. That is true. <laughs> you both, have? We both have fatty deposits. She's gotten hers removed. I am working on mine. <laughs> fatty deposits. Uh, and I'm sure I have a skin tag. If you really wanted to spend some time. That, uh, that, that's information I did not need. Uh, yeah.
The Upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for the folks at Powers Ferry Animal Hospital who took good care of Sadie yesterday. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for tomato soup and grilled cheese sandwiches, which is what we had for dinner last night because there is no better day to have a grilled cheese and tomato soup than a gloomy, cold day. Um, I think... I think the heat's probably going on this weekend. Yeah. Which is always a big thing, which is a big marker in the turn of the seasons. Now, we do live in Atlanta, so the heat will be on for a couple days. Then we'll probably have the air conditioner on for a Mm -hmm. couple days and then the heat and back and forth. But uh, it was, yeah, it was pretty cold. It was cold, but I also feel like, like you said, there's a chance on Thanksgiving that we're all going to be wearing T-shirts. So, you know. Uh, How are you on a scale of uno to diez. I'm a 10. Me too. Are you? Yes. This is a good week. It was a, a, a couple. Oh, of, I know why you're a 10. Well, I'm a 10 because uh, Sadie's successful surgery. Mm-hmm. I'm a 10 because the Atlanta Braves won the World Series. And I tr- I feel like, honestly, this city not only needed that, but I feel like. The city deserves it. So the the rumor is, I don't know if the rumor, I don't know how to say it. The projection is news outlets are reporting um, that the parade that's happening later today, one million people are going to attend. Well, and here's the cool thing about Schools that. are so, closed. Yeah. If All you, the biggest school districts in the Atlanta area are closed so people can attend the World Series Parade. Which is so cool because that's what they did when I was in elementary school, um, but it wasn't. I think it was just like our teacher was just like, yeah, nope, don't come to school, go to the parade and you get extra credit if you bring me back a souvenir or something like that. And school districts, it's my understanding that they did it not like, hey, all of the school districts, we're going to all decide to do this together. But one county did it, then another one, then another one, then another one. So all of these counties in Georgia are now off telling people to go to school, even daycares. And well, for two reasons, I think one, I'm sure they expected a lot of people to be out to go to the parade. Like right. parents would keep their, their, if you are a 10 year old Braves fan, hardcore Braves fan, mom or dad is going to take you to the parade mm-hmm. or let you go to the parade with your friends or whatever. So I'm sure they expected a lot of people to be out for that Two. If it truly is 1 million people, the roads in Atlanta are, I don't know why they're like this, if there's just not enough lanes of highway to handle traffic or whatever, but if traffic gets backed up in one part of town, it affects the entire city. So I think from a logistical point of view, these schools are like, we're going to have, t- like, teachers might be late, people who want to come to school. So they're just saying, you know what? It's a party. The city deserves a party. Let's all go to the party. I owe you a dictionary 
deep dive because we were talking last week. I'm oddly excited about this. I, you know, I got to tell you, I was really excited to research it. Um, last week we were talking about, I don't even know. Oh, we were talking about a word that was added to the dictionary. And I was like, you know what? I've always been really interested at how words are in the dictionary. So Jeff Dollar, I would like you to talk before I say anything about it and tell me kind of what the reputation, like how, what a common sense way, like, what is it like in your head, how they get words oh, chosen? I, I have no idea. I imagine that it's a committee of very, very, it seems like it would be a committee of very boring people. Mm-hmm. And you ever see those um, congressional hearings where these, these very old representatives and senators yes are talking to like somebody who has a, you know, somebody who works at Instagram or whatever and they just don't get it. Yes. I imagine that the old senators and representatives are the dictionary people. Mm -hmm. And then there's somebody who comes and says selfie. And the guy's like, selfie S E L F Y. He's like, no, I E what's a selfie. And I think that's how it goes. I totally thought the same thing. And I was also kind of had this picture of like this big, almost like a college library where people are sitting in my head. They're like transcribing things. Wooden, big wooden tables and big Big, wooden chairs. Yep. So that's kind of like what I had in my head. And then there's like, I had the committee thing or whatever. Okay. It is so not like we think it is like at all. So here's what I found in my research. Basically, they're not there to create words and say, yes, that's a word. No, that's a word. Because I think for me, and I think a lot in pop culture, we say, is that even a word? And then if you look on the dictionary, you're like, oh, it's a word. I've got news for you. The dictionary is only common words and words that have circulated around in society in a very popular manner. So they're not creating words or approving obscure words or people are calling and saying, I made up a word. Here's the definition. Add this to the thing. It's words that are already in circulation that deserve to be added. So the people that are like the editors of these dictionary companies are actually people in their 30s. And their whole job is to keep a pulse on pop culture and trends and like what people are saying and what people are talking about. So I think I think I knew that part. Like I knew the dictionary wasn't inventing words and then like releasing them. Like, I think I knew. But we always joke. I mean, when they add new words, we're like, oh, yeah, they're a little behind on that one. But that their job isn't to be in the front of it. Like their job is to be behind it. Yeah, I think I knew that part. What I'm curious about is how do they decide? Like, I think the reason this came up a week or two ago was for some reason I get the word selfie stuck in my head. But like, how do they decide that that word makes it, but maybe another one doesn't? Okay, so here's what happens. So there is a group of people. They're called lex uh, lexographers. Um, that's the name of their job. And a lot of the ones that I read about were in, were under 40 and pretty young. And they subscribe to like every magazine ever, like have like, you know, 
25 magazine subscriptions, and their whole job is to bring words to the table that they see. So the woman that I read about that was interviewed in the New York Times, she's like, I get a subscription to a magazine for elderly people. I also am on Twitter constantly. So their job is to like keep the pulse. Then they So they're s- looking for words. They're actively looking for words year round. So then they get the word or whatever that they think should be submitted and they attach to it kind of like how it's circulating, examples of how often it's being used. Basically, they have to make a case for that word of like, okay, selfie. Here's why, here's how many times it gets used in a year. Here's all the references in pop culture, all of this stuff like that, right? So there are people who can say, like almost as bragging rights or like as telling a story at a bar, they can be like, yeah, I'm the one who picks selfie to go in the dictionary. Yes. Like there is a person who brought that to the committee and got voted in. And then they, for the rest of their life, they're like, yeah, I put selfie in the dictionary. Yeah, but there's no committee. So yeah, it's layers of different editors, almost like you were working at a magazine. So Uh like if I'm Joe Schmo and I'm the lexographer, I, that's what people kind of called like the definer. So they define it at the bottom level. Then that goes through another editor who was like, okay, okay, that has a good point. Okay. I think you have a good point there. Like a cross references it. Then there's a pronunciation editor that gets it. And it's like, okay, yes. Also, I think this is valid. Also, here's how you pronounce it, whatever. Then it goes to an etymologist, etymologist, who traces the historical origin origins of the word and figures out where it came from and stuff like that. Then it goes and every single layer of these people are like approving it and then sending it on to the next person. Then there's a person who puts it in the system. Then there's a person who copy edits the whole thing. Then there's a proofreader on top of that. So it's more in a magazine format and less in a let's all sit in a room and debate the words. It's like getting a court case in front of the Supreme Court. Like you present it to your local court and then they they rule one way and you're like, okay, uh, I'm going to take it to the next court and then to the next court and then to the next court and then to the next court. And then it gets all the way to the top and they're like, yep, we're going to put it in. Like I won. Yeah. So it's, it's a literally, and I, in the research I was reading, it was saying, we know that everyone thinks we sit around at a table, like a committee And we don't like it does not happen that way, which I thought was really funny. Here's the thing that is funny and also like it's kind of sad when you think about it um, is that back in the day. So now they have Google. They have the Internet right before the people in charge of finding the words. Their whole job was to read as many different books as they could. Yeah. Not only many different books, but when they would see something in a magazine or something that would be considered like a lot of people talking about it or saying about it, they had slips of paper that they wrote the sentence down with where it was like taken from. And they had a collection. This is Miriam Webster specifically of six million pieces of paper with references on where things were said. So if they wanted to define the word like abstract or whatever, they would go into a file of 6 million files and look at how many times it had been referenced. Fascinating. I mean, I just thought it was so cool. So they're kind of like word trendsetters and they're these people in their thirties and yeah. Speaking of being a trendsetter, I would like to add something to my to-do list the okay. the ending to do list okay. with the word never crossed out that we brought up on yesterday's episode, 
And I'm adding this because I shared a quote on Instagram that was super well-received. Um, let me pull it up. Like a lot of people had comments on this and I'm like, oh, this touched a nerve. It said, anxiety happens when you think you have to figure everything out all at once. Take a breath. You're strong. You've got this. Just take it day by day. So many people wrote back, oh my gosh, thank you for sharing that. I'm saving this. I screenshotted it, blah, blah, blah. And it made me realize that when people, uh, myself included, are struggling with some anxiety, a lot of times it's because everything feels urgent. And then the anxiety mm -hmm. ramps it up and makes you feel even everything feel more urgent. So on my ending to-do list where you only have 24 slots, right? This is my forthcoming book, my mastermind program or whatnot. Um, and you only have two dozen slots to fill things out. There's also going to be a column where you assign a day to it mm. so that you don't have to, you hate my idea. I really do. I love you. And I think you were so smart, but it's not that I hate your idea for you. It just is so to me, I'm just like, no, it is. My brain does not work like that. But you assign a day to it, right? So you assign whatever the thing is, pay the, the, the utility bills or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you assign that to next Tuesday. And you, then you, when you look at it, you don't have to worry about it because it's not going to contribute to your anxiety because it's assigned to a day in the future. Yeah. That doesn't and, work for me. And then you can have like, you can assign every single day only gets like three slots. Mm -mm. Oh, see, here's the thing. There's stickers and you only got for every week. You only have like three stickers. So you can only put mm -hmm. three things on Monday. Still refining it. The book is forthcoming. Hmm. I think you should uh, stick with podcasting. I saw this is not an upside listener who has a question for you. I just saw this online and thought it was funny because this could, this is on Facebook posted by a woman named Kathy. Um, this could have easily been posted by a woman named Callie married to a man named Jeff. Oh my gosh. Okay. It's a great dilemma. And I guarantee. So I, it's not really going to be a dilemma for me because you already know what I'm going to say. Is that what you're saying? I actually don't know what you're going to say, but I do know that we're going to have a lot of people who hear this and they have had to deal with this in their own life. Okay. Okay. A lot of women who have had to deal with this in their own life because of the man that they're with. Could have been, and the man, by man, I mean, it could be their husband, could be their boyfriend, could be their dad, could be their brother, mm -hmm. could be a, like a guy in your life. Kathy on Facebook posted, my husband finally agreed that it's time to redo our bathroom and he wants to do the project himself. The problem is he is not as handy as he thinks he is. This is a major renovation. As much as I love the guy, I don't think he has the skills. I have tried talking to him about it, but he's very confident. How do I stop him before this becomes a bigger issue? Well, this is hard because this isn't asking for one opinion or the other. Yeah, well, I think the question would be, does she put her foot down and say to her husband, uh, you can't do it? Or does she let him give it a shot and just hopes that he gets to some point where he's like, uh, you know what? Let's call, let's call a plumber. Let's call a tile guy. The core, the let's call an electrician. 
The court finds that because it is a major renovation and this is the first renovation, you put your foot down and say, this is too much money and has the potential to cost us too much money. So let's start with a different project and find a different, smaller project for him to be in charge of. I thought of a new invention. You know what? I'm going to scrap my to-do list book because I've oh, some, good. Okay. Some, something better has come up. You ready for this? Uh-huh. A contracting firm, contractors, right, for like home repairs and stuff that allow the husbands to be assistants and they give them kind of like menial little jobs to make them feel involved so they get to say, yeah, I helped renovate the bathroom. I renovated the bathroom. I, heard, I had a guy come in and help me with a few things. So it protects the man's ego. That is a great idea, except for it would be like triple the price for the contractors to have to put up with people trying to, because men can't just sit there and be given a task. Men have to act like you're telling me if a contractor came in this house and was like, hey, Jeff, here's a hammer, hammer that you would be okay taking direction. Yeah, totally. No. Because he and I would be doing it together. I mean, he would be telling me most of the stuff I had to do, but it would be more collaborative than. Mm. Yeah, I think that you'd probably have to pay someone a lot of money to put up with that. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Check out betterhelp.com slash upside and you can save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash upside just because you're a listener to this podcast. Now, if you're not feeling down or depressed or angry, you might not think that therapy could be helpful or useful, but here's the truth. If something is holding you back from being your very best self, therapy could be the answer. You can unload stress that you might not even realize you have. Once you get it out, once you're talking to someone who's completely unbiased, somebody who's not going to judge you, you might notice a big difference. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start talking with your therapist in as soon as 48 hours. Like I said, Upside listeners get a great deal right now. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp by going to betterhelp.com slash upside. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash upside. Thank you to BetterHelp for being a long-term sponsor of this podcast. In the summer months, it's pretty easy for me to know when I'm dehydrated because it's super hot outside and my body craves that hydration. In cooler temperatures, it's easier to miss signs of dehydration like overheating and perspiration. So it's extra important to be mindful of how much water we're putting in our bodies. If you're someone who struggles with drinking a lot of water during the day, Liquid IV can help. One stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. I notice when I drink water first thing in the morning, it really helps clear my brain fog. My favorite flavor is the lemon lime, and it's easy to quickly suck down because it tastes so good, which helps with you if you are one of the people that struggles with water intake. Liquid IV is going to be a game changer for you. Liquid IV contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, and as much potassium as a banana. It's healthier than sugary sports drinks, has no artificial flavors or preservatives, and less sugar than an apple. It's made with clean ingredients, and it's non-GMO, vegan, and free of gluten, dairy, and soy. Grab your favorite Liquid IV flavors nationwide at Walmart, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and 
and use the code UPSIDE at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code UPSIDE at liquidiv.com. The holidays are all about coming together, creating the magic of the season. Now, you can buy the perfect Christmas tree, you can buy the beautiful ornaments, but time with your loved ones is key. A KiwiCo subscription is going to help you celebrate with those that you love the most, the little ones in your life. You can have a KiwiCo subscription delivered right to their door and bring out your child, your grandchild, your niece, your nephew, your best friend's kid. You can bring out their natural creativity and curiosity with brand new hands-on projects every month. You can make time this holiday season to do those projects with them. This is you doing your, doing your part to encourage children to be innovators and creative thinkers. It's hard to find creative ways to keep children busy and challenged. KiwiCo can help you do that. We got Ellie at age one, a KiwiCo crate, and I get on the floor and play with those toys with her this holiday season. Give the gift of a fun hands-on holiday experience with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code UPSIDE at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O.com. Promo code UPSIDE. Here are my three random things brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. Callie, this one, uh, first one is just for us. Okay. Uh, a car that has been parked in the same spot for 47 years. Oh my gosh. No. Is being turned into a monument. <laughs> okay. I have so many questions. I hope you have more details about this. Um, the story, it's a really, really brief two paragraph story, but, uh, it, the headline caught my eye because we have had a car parked in front of our house since January and we have yes. no, and, and after a few months, Callie called the police and said, Hey, I don't know if you guys need to know about this or whatever, but it's right in front of our house. And the police are like, they came out and they're like, yeah, we ran the tags. Registration's up to date. It's like, a public street. It's a public Sorry. street. It's a legal parking spot. So it just has to sit there. And it's been there ever since, since January. So the story is um, a guy named Angelo in 1974 parked his uh, car outside a shop that he and his wife ran together. This is in Italy, by the way. Um, when he retired, a couple of decades later, he left the car there because it had kind of turned into a tourist attraction. Okay, it must be a cool car. Like 20 years. Um, after 47 years, uh, local officials showed up and took the car away <gasps> and didn't tell anybody why, but they had it fully restored. And then they put it in a park next to Angelo's house so that tourists can come by and Aww. still see it and take pictures with it and he can see it. That's cute. Because kind of it's, it's it's like one of those local small town things. It's just oh, did you get? I feel like that's one of those things where they need it moved. So they can build a parking lot or something like that. So they're like, you know how we're going to disguise this? Uh, if you, this is my second random thing, if you fight with your significant other after a party, don't worry, you're not alone. Uh, research from the University of Illinois say that men and women frequently fight after a social event 
Uh, because the number one reason, men make a public joke at their wife's expense at the event. <laughs> I am so glad you don't do that to me. Um, the second reason is women flirting with other men and the guy can't do anything about it. So it comes up after the event. So. Um, yeah, I don't think that has ever been a conversation between us. For us, it would be because we were drinking and you would be like, you would be like, hey, wasn't um, that punch really good? And I would be like, no, I hate grape punch. And you would be like, you hate grape punch? And I'm uh, like, yeah, hold, what's wrong with it? And we would go. Hold, please. Excuse me. What? I believe we talked about this on the show yesterday, but you make fun of me all the time because when I use examples <laughs> on the show, I bring things up like going to eat at a pizza hut. And we have not sat inside a yeah. pizza hut in, in mm -hmm. maybe ever in our entire relationship. But you're like, why do you use examples of stuff that we don't really use? So my question for you is, Callie, when is the last time you'd have, you've had a refreshing glass of grape punch? Well, I haven't, but I was just thinking about an example. Well, what I was thinking about is like the biggest fight of our relationship that ha happened to have been while we were drinking and we were at the beach. That's what I was thinking of. And I was trying to relate it to something more nothing, relatable. That was me trying to crash a party <laughs> that we didn't belong in. It had nothing to do with grape punch. I know. But my point is it was silly. Like it was stupid. Like we, <laughs> like we find something like really small. Yes. And like Jeff was like, and then you didn't want to hold my hand. Do you not let, you don't want to hold my hand in public. And then it turned into this whole thing. And then we both woke up the next day and we're like, wow, that was, that was special. <laughs> Um, and then my third random thing, also to make you feel less alone, 50% of Americans surveyed have get no joy out of physical exercise. They still do it because they know it's good for them. But if you are in that 50% and you're frustrated because people, other people at the gym, people, you know, are like, I love to work out. I love the endorphins. I love the, you know rush that I get, the runner's high, all that. It's only half people, half right, the people. So the I have a confession to make. The other half hate it. I have a confession to make. And those are my three random things. I do work out quite frequently. I like working out when I can see myself doing it. Can't use, what do you mean? So if there wasn't a mirror, I would hate working out. So you work out every day in front of that mirror? Uh -huh. Why do you, why, wonder why that is? That's so curious. I, I think because I like seeing my muscles move, like it makes me feel really cool and strong. Oh, like, that's look good. at how buff I am. So what about when you ride the bike? Uh, when I ride the bike, I don't have a mirror, but I also can see my reflection in the screen. But there's no muscles. There's no muscles, but um, it's hard enough to see that I look buff in the reflection. Okay. <laughs> it makes me feel good about myself. But otherwise I'd be like, what's the point? I can't see myself. That's quirky, but it makes total sense. Mm -hmm. mm. Oh, I thought you were going to say, and those are my three random things, but you uh, already did. Yeah, I did. I'll say it again if you want. And those are my three random things and a little story from Callie. <laughs> there is a guy in Chicago. His name is Tamel Black. He is a civil rights leader. He is a historian, and he is really a huge community figure there. And he turned 102 last December. 
Now, his wife, he was living at home and his wife is still living and he really needed hospice care. So the people in his community started a GoFundMe and their goal was to reach to reach $75,000 so they could give it to his wife to help offset the cost of hospice care. And the GoFundMe said, Tim has been working for all of us his whole life, fighting the good fight to create a better world. Let us join together and show how much we care. I checked the GoFundMe today. It raised $117,228. And I thought that was really amazing that someone who has poured into his community his whole life and then the community was like, you know what? We want to take care of you and your family until your last day. And I thought that was really neat. It warmed my heart. That's awesome. So this Chicago community that I am speaking of, you are beautiful humans. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. Two very important things that we would like to put on your calendar. Uh, The first happens this weekend. Don't forget to move your time of your clocks, move your clocks ahead. Well, your clocks will automatically do it because your phones do it and all that other stuff. But don't forget. Check your phone and then adjust your oven accordingly. Exactly. I always, at this this fall forward time change. Fall fall back. Fall back time change. Back. You're about to confuse a lot of people. Fall that, forward. That would have really screwed up a bunch of people. The fall back time thing always makes me think of my mom and, I, and uh, a memory I have of her from when I was age 10. Okay. And this is such an odd. Is this before she got sick? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. We were going to Disney World and we were going this week. It was um, in October because I think they recently moved. Didn't they move? No clue. Daylight Savings a few years ago. Uh, Made it later. So it was in October. And I remember my mom making the comment that she's very smart because she took us to plan our Disney World trip for her and my my dad and and I when time change was happening because then we got an extra hour of vacation for free. Oh my gosh. And I don't know that's why hilarious. I don't know why that stuck with me. Like I have like so the memories that I have of you know my childhood are so random but that all the ones I have are so oddly specific and and like that. So Anyways, this always makes me think of my mom. So that's this weekend. Your clocks are going to fall back. And the second important date, well, dates, is November 12th and 13th, which is next week. So if you're listening to this on the day of release, it is next Friday and Saturday in like a week. Um, Brown & Company is having a vintage handbag and jewelry event. So you can come look at their estate jewelry pieces. There will also be vintage designer handbags from like Chanel, Gucci, Louis Vuitton. And if you have pieces that you want to sell, um, Brown & Company buys estate jewelry. So go ahead and bring those in. um, And it's a great way to meet the Brown & Company team if you have not met them already. They are fabulous. And everybody, I will say this a million times, you don't think you're fancy enough to have a jeweler, but you are and everyone should have one. If you have even one piece of jewelry or whatever, it's a nice thing to have. Um, and you you don't have to, you know. As we learned not too long ago, the hard way, you need to have a jeweler 
because you should have your rings checked out. You know, like once a year, have them brought in, have them cleaned, have them tightened if they need to be tightened. Make sure those diamonds are nice and snug. Uh, ask, you know, see if you need to, if, if you have a piece that has insurance on it, see if it has to be reappraised. And why not let your jeweler be Brown & Company? Because they will take really, really great care of you. So next weekend, the 12th and 13th of November, go introduce yourselves at Brown & Company. Hey, Callie and Jeff, it's Amber in Atlanta. WD-40. Um, for one, it's this week is the anniversary of my dad passing, and WD-40 he was oddly obsessed with, as well as duct tape. So it just made me think of my dad. Um, been thinking about him a lot anyway with the Braves win. He was a huge, huge Braves fan. Um, so thank you for those memories. And then also, um, don't ask me how I discovered this, but... A better smelling solution for getting gum out of the hair, whether it's a child or a 42-year-old woman, um, is olive oil. It actually worked wonders for, we'll say my friend. Yeah, we're going to stick with that. Um, so olive oil also works for gum in the hair. And Callie, you'll soon learn that children will color on whatever they can get their hands on. And turtles, they're not very fast. So... Not at all surprised by somebody figuring that out. Anyway, hope y'all are having a great day. Talk to you later. Bye. Today's episode is sponsored by Honey. We all shop online and we've all seen that promo code field taunt us at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online. They range from sites that have tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. I was recently shopping for tops at one of my favorite retail stores and was able to get an additional $25 off through Honey and it's effortless. Once you install it, anytime you're online shopping and you're checking out and Honey finds a deal for you, the Honey button pops up on the side of your screen and when you click it, it scours the internet for the best codes. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash upside. That's joinhoney.com slash upside. Hi, this is Christy from Ohio. I just listened to the show today and I'm shocked at how many times Jeff said glorious. I've never heard him say that word before. And now all of a sudden he says it like a hundred, okay, maybe 10 times in one show what started this where did you hear this word and decide that it's your new favorite word love you guys love the show bye hey Kelly and Jeff this is Scarlett calling in second time I had to call in and voice my opinion about the um uh I'm sorry about the or oh scratch this Hey, Kelly and Jeff, this is Scarlett calling back again. Had to get my thoughts together. But I just wanted to weigh in on a caller that voiced her opinion about Jeff um, giving his opinion after uh, Kelly weighs in on um, the new episode where she gives her opinion about uh, what she thinks, whether it's right or wrong. Um, and with the interruptions, um, 
that they're saying that Jeff is always doing. I totally disagree. I totally think the same way that this Cara is saying that I don't get it. You know, that's a part of the show. It's, you know, you guys communicating with each other and it fills in the spots and there's always like, you know, a family environment and I just truly enjoy the show. Sorry, still could get my thoughts together, but I wanted to weigh in on that. I've been thinking that for a while now. Like, I don't get it. I don't get the interruptions. You guys are doing a great job, and happy birthday, Ellie. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. This is Christy from Louisiana. Um, a couple episodes behind, and I was just listening to the one with the bells, and just want to let you know that I laughed out loud when Jeff said that it sounded like someone putting their glass eye in a jar or whatever he said, because who in the world thinks of something like that? Anyways, it was so funny. I laughed out loud. Had to let you know um, that you guys make me laugh all the time, and I appreciate it. And um, happy belated birthday to Ellie, and let's go Braves World Series champ. Bye. Gratitude shows the universe that you are thankful for what you have been given, even these bad moments in our life where we are sitting in the closet on the floor and we're thinking, why me? You will get through that. You have to remember, it's not always going to be that tough. You're just in a tough moment. And when things get a little bit more easier, you'll be able to navigate through it a little bit better.